We need something for our fans, man. We need something. You know, we, we got to get something for our listeners and viewers and all that. You know, like, like I want to do the Facts Fam, but that's too close to Fast Fam. And Fast <laughs> and Furious needs to die. You know, I... I Man, believe we I need to defund Fast and, and Furious. Furious. I ain't seen the Fast and Furious since Tokyo Drift, bro. I, I'm going to tell you, though, Hobbs and Shaw was not bad. Hobbs and I Shaw wanted to was see actually, that one, though. That one was actually pretty good. Like All in all, all parts of the story, all things considered, it was pretty good. But Fast and Furious ain't raced nobody in what, about six Man. movies? <laughs> Man, no, bro. Last, uh, it was one of them. That was what I was at, but one of them was on. And I was like, let me get this a try. And I think I was watching something, and somebody shot a rocket launcher at the rock, and he caught it with his hands. I was like, I- I'm done, bro. I'm not watching this, though. Well, apparently, Vin Diesel caught a uh, caught a car in this <laughs> upcoming one. You yeah, know, the car bro. was rolling out of him. Like, oh. No, bro. Where I was tired of him at, when him and Dwayne Johnson, they backed up. Both of them in fast, fast, fast cars, excuse me, fast cars, and they both backed up and then hit the gas and hit 100. And smacked each each other, got off the car and started fighting. I was like, okay, bro, okay, okay, bro, okay, bro. bro. Uh, okay, uh, two bro. cars going 100 miles an hour hitting each other head on, that literally would have the force of a bomb. Like, that's not, <laughs> yeah. and that's no exaggeration. Like, that's just, anybody who knows anything about physics will tell you, yeah, um, nobody's getting out of that car probably. And if they are, they're definitely not Ain't going to be what. in fighting shape. Bro, that's that's a concussion instantly. Your impact on the head, red, head, the head rest is just. They taking the official visit to Concussia University after. That. <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly. For sure, ain't no. But anywho, um, I, I believe that we got some of uh some of what 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 are we gonna call our listeners? We we need to come up with something. You know what? We'll table it. We'll table that for later. But anywho, uh, as always, I gotta ask how my guys' weekend went. Chris, what's going on with you, man? How, how's how's the birthday boy doing this weekend? Man, I was lit, dog. I was lit. I was lit, man. I had a booth at the at the club. My shorty, my shorty looked out for sure, for sure, for sure. So. I heard you was a different type of drunk. I heard you was like like Hurricane Chris said, got drunk as a skunk and put the keys in the wrong car drunk. Hey, I will say Friday night I was down bad, bro. Like I'm talking down bad. I ain't get out the bed till one down bad, down bad. Down. You woke up the next day like I'm still drunk. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> no, no, no. I, I really was. I woke up the next day still drunk, man. Like it was, it was bad. It, was it bad. be like that sometimes. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, celebrate yeah. life. More life. More life. Josh, how was your weekend, man? What you, what man, you uh, weekend was cool. wasn't long enough. It was pretty chill though. Didn't do much. Just watched some playoffs, played some games, whatever. But um, I took the next two days off of work because I get my second vac shot tomorrow. So hopefully I ain't down. I, ain't down I just got mine on Friday, bro. <laughs> Word? Yeah, so. Oh, you got it on Friday. You was good yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I lived it up this weekend. Yeah, so, you know? Yeah, it was straight. My man. You, you know, I I really do too much. I really do too much. I just chill. Um, I, I went out with a uh, friend at a place called Dave's Chicken and Waffles. If y'all are ever in North Carolina, I got to take y'all there because, oof. Dave's is off the. It's, it's, it's out of control. It's amazing. Hey, I'm always down to fly somewhere and eat, man. Hey, well, let me know. Let me know, man, because I'm always down to eat. Now, that ain't this one thing you know about me. Picking up heavy things and eating are two things I enjoy heavily. But anywho, we're going to get this show rolling because we got a lot. We got a lot to cover. All of the, the play-in has occurred. Some of us were right about who was going to get in. Some of us were not. Uh, not saying <laughs> not saying that some of us had too much faith in Wardale and company, but you know, Josh. But hey, you man. know, hey man, they, things happen. Things happen with the. They had my in. dog out there hooping with some slam ball players. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, hey, y'all know that I don't not like on slam ball. Real quick, real quick on the slam ball. It'd be players that was in it like Baron Davis. He's an advocate on Twitter for it now. We need slam ball back. We need nobody no, wants slam don't. ball back. Nobody wants slam no, ball. We want that gone just like we want the dunk contest gone, bro. We don't want it no more. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! We do not want the dunk contest gone. All right. As we just want it. Um, I'm it, just saying that as these athletes continue to get better, I I think we're gonna keep seeing stuff. We want like, we want the dunk contest reformed. There yeah, we go. Okay. There we go. Okay. <laughs> no, no abolishing the dunk contest. No defunding the dunk contest. All right. But anywho. Uh, we got a good show to get into, man. We got a lot of playoffs. Almost everybody's played their game one already. 
Uh, no, everybody's played their game one already, correct? Yeah, yep. everybody has. Yep. Yeah, everybody's played their game one already. Uh, we got Shannon Sharp doing Shannon Sharp things. Julio is out in in uh, out in Atlanta. By the way, y'all do know that this is being recorded. Uh, just so everybody knows, y'all know that this is being recorded. It will be released to the public. Uh, so it ain't no, no Shannon Sharp situation going on here. But anyway, uh, we got that going on. And we got we to gotta talk about a lot today. We got a huge show ahead of us. What y'all thinking? Y'all ready or what? Oh, and we got Kwame Brown's revenge tour. I don't know how I almost forgot that. But man, Kwame Brown been playing looking for revenge all summer 16. That's what he's been buffing in the whip nonstop. Just, he always in the whip. He always in the whip, too. Hey, he his... in the whip on the Dr. Umar. That's that man. Is, he is not getting out that car, boy. But anyway, we, we got a lot to talk about. Y'all fellas ready? Good to go. Well, first of all, fans, thank you all so very much for pulling up. Pull up, have a seat. This is your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Acts crew. We got the master, the mixing master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the male to plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC, that is me, Kenton Gibbs. Now, fellas, the play-ins have occurred. And Josh, I'm gonna let you defend yourself because because I, I <laughs> if I if I called y'all for being wrong, I gotta let you defend yourself first here. What? happened with your Warriors. You you picked them to come out the West. I think Chris, me and you both had me and you both had uh Grizzlies and uh Grizzlies and, and Lakers, correct? I had the Warriors, but then oh. after they after they lost to the Lakers though, I switched to the Grizzlies. So so I was the only one I did who at first. Lakers, Grizzlies. <laughs> no 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 cause oh. I, I, I thought the Warriors was gonna beat the Lakers because I didn't know how the Lakers was gonna hoop. So I thought they was gonna beat them. So, so I need to hear from both of y'all at this point. Talk to me. Okay, you the now, betting man, Chris. You the betting man, Chris. But Josh, hear, hearing them saying better. it, hearing them saying it, we actually on the same page because I actually had the uh, I actually had the Warriors beating the Lakers. Then once you know the Lakers got that wake up call and was like it's time to hoop, I thought they was gonna blow out whoever they played the next game. So I actually put some I put some bread down on the Lakers on the Warriors covering that spread, and I made some some decent money off of that. But once I saw they lost to the Lakers, I was like, "Is even though it's Steph and he been doing this all season, it's playoffs. Uh, the intensity is different. Unless somebody else show up this next game and bail him out, which like a couple points from somebody would have changed their season because they end up going to overtime anyway. I that's just not likely that's going to happen. Considering the fact I think on the the game against the Lakers, I think Wiggins had like twenty five or something like that. Wiggins not giving you that two games in a row, and that's like." Steph's only bailout option at this point um but I mean it just came down to to talent man it came down to talent Steph did his thing the best he could it was exceptional defense by Dylan Brooks and he got tripled damn near every play and he they executed what every team has been trying to do all season and when you pass the ball off to any other player on that team and they can't get you a bucket I mean, it's, the, the Warriors is missing open buckets all game. I mean, there's just nothing you can do you at that point. You mean to tell me that Jordan Poole isn't reliable? Hey, man, I'm saying, oh, why, why Toscano had a couple of games this year? Oh, no. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, Kevin Looney wasn't clutch? Hey, no disrespect if his name is Kavon, sir. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Kavon. I'm sorry, but Looney has never been. I don't know why he's such a... Why do Warriors keep him around so long, bro? Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, it's a Warriors thing. The Warriors always had that one big that they was loyal to where you was like, why is Fist as a Zeely on this team for 10 seasons? Why? Why? <laughs> like, I'm gonna tell I, you what, Andrew Bogut served a purpose, he was there for a reason. Festus, mm, not so much, not so much. Get out of here. Kevin hey, I'm popular opinion. I'm popular opinion. And I'm gonna give you a second one just so y'all don't think I'm anti-LeBron on this show. I'm gonna give y'all a second one. 2016, if Bogut is healthy, the Warriors win that series. And in <sighs> what? 2014, if K Love and Kyrie are healthy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's 15. That's 15. 2015. Yeah. 2015. Yeah, exactly. So I think you flip. I think if everybody is healthy, those two series flip. And just so y'all don't think I'm anti-LeBron, as much as I love the Lakers and Kobe, I think in 2010, if Kendrick Perkins is healthy, Boston wins game seven, so. It'd be like that sometimes. It, you know, we, we live in a world where injuries are part of the game, and if injuries didn't happen, who knows? Who knows? I, I think mm-hmm. that the, the, the Trailblazers will have a few rings if all of their players. <laughs> hey, we are, <laughs> hey, our first day live streaming is we got on the Trailblazers, bro. 
they they are just snakes snake bit. from the, they snake yeah. now Chris you just you just showed me up off air you just hit me with the facts and the knowledge to get me together off air and you took the Warriors listen listen hear me out stance, though hear, hear me out hear me out hear me out hear me out LeBron okay the end of the season LeBron was expected to play against the 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 Knicks the Knicks everybody was hyping that game up oh LeBron go play the Knicks at the Garden yada 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 he got scratched. Then they played two days later against the Rockets. LeBron got scratched. So I'm like, eh, that ankle can't be that good if he got scratched the last two games. Then he played the, the last game, very last game of the season, and he clearly did not look like. Yeah. yeah I mean, he still yeah. Le, LeBron showed me that that style of play, he could do that till he's 40. Easily. Oh, absolutely. I remember y'all said I was crazy for saying he's playing for till he's 45. But I honestly think he, that style of play that he has, he can run the floor and just get guys open with passes. He could probably play to 45 if he wanted to, if he wanted to. I mean, you he know, could. I, it wouldn't be at this level, but I could see him nah. giving you – he could hey, go listen, there and give you 18, 8, and 8. If, if, Brown was right. the type of, if Brown was the type of guy that had, like, 12 kids and, like, was in the club every night blowing it and the rent was due, he absolutely <laughs> could play till 45. He absolutely could. But he has no reason to. Like once he's no longer great anymore, I think he's gonna be like, oh. right, 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 right. I, I get that, but I mean, if he wants to. So I I, after after I saw that, I'm like, Curry been hot. Curry a little bit more dan- dan- dangerous in the one on one, like one game elimination type setting. I'm like, Curry, Curry go get them this game, and he he they was up 13, but the Lakers battled back. Anthony Davis start. He took his tall self down low and finally started dunking the basketball. I don't know what's up with him. This fade away. I don't. I don't get it. I, oh, man. I don't know. Who could have thought that Anthony Davis going up against Draymond Green would have been a good thing for the Lakers down the stretch? <laughs> oh Lord. I, I mean, but I mean, but it was close. The Lakers won off a, a three at one minute left. And you know the Warriors almost pulled it out. That so it wasn't a crazy prediction. It wasn't. You know that. That I, I'll tell you what. Here's here's the thing. Here's and I'm gonna tell you. I thought that y'all were right. Not when the 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 uh, Warriors were up 13. I actually thought that was the worst thing that could have happened to the Warriors. I thought that the Lakers getting up was gonna be the the Warriors' key to winning because the Lakers have shown they take their foot off the gas way too early a lot. So I think like that's that just the L.A. mentality, bro. It's just the L.A. Well, mentality. I mean, we're going to get to the Clippers later. But <laughs> they, they have a tendency of doing that. But then another thing, the, the only thing that had me scared was early against the Spurs, John Morant was looking pretty good. And, like, they still weren't really doing much. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, boy. When John Morant start, like, wetting the bed toward the end of the Spurs game, I'm like, all right. We're good here. We're good. Because I knew he wasn't going to do that two games in a row. I knew if he did that this game, next game he's going to come back and give you 30-something. He came back. He gave him 30. They got the win. I'm Listen, Ja, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? If you shout out facts over acts, I was the one to show the love, Ja. I believed in you <laughs> big time. I believed in you. So now, when we're looking at these game ones and we look at everything that's happened so far, are there any surprises? Are there any huge disappointments? Are there any big surprises? Um, I don't think there's any sur- surprises. Um, the one thing that I look at, I look at the Clippers Mavericks game. Oh, I'm going but, to but, the Clippers. But, but, but no, I'm going to the Clippers. Not a, it's not a surprise though. It's the Clippers. Like even though they have this extremely talented team, and every year we're like the Clippers don't look too bad. Like they they might be a bit of a problem. But when what happened against the Mavericks happens, when the game is over, you like. The Clippers are doing everything. Hey, 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 bro, I'm not going to cap. cap. I'm not going to cap. We tried to get the Clippers this much love last week. <laughs> we we tried. tried to get them this much love last week. And what the Clippers going to do? Hey, we ain't going lo- hey, to lose. I heard the best nickname ever. Somebody called Paul George uh, PPPG. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's scamming the Clippers. <laughs> Let me tell you the way that it's the way that all of those Clippers stared down Cleaver after dunking on after Kawhi dunked on them that just, that showed me right there. I'm like, yeah, they're not gonna win this game. They're a little too excited about it. First of all, Maxi Cleaver has never been known as any type of defender of anything. You understand me, Maxi Cleaver? You dunked on him in transition. Good, get back. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> they acted like that was like. I could understand if it was like Pat Bev dunking on it. And I'm like, all right, 
Go ahead. Get, get excited. Kawhi, you are 6'9 with a what? 7'2 wingspan? Set like, come on. That's, Something like that. You're supposed to do that to Maxi Kleber in transition. I, what? But, you know, that's 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 that. Uh, for me, I'm going to tell you, my, my only surprise of the first round is the fact that Trey Young was not able to draw fouls at all against the yeah, Knicks through the first three and a half quarters. I'm, there are certain players in today's game that, like, that's just what they do. James Harden is one of them. Um, uh, Trey Young is one of them. I can't think of anybody that's as prolific as those two at it. But those that's what they do. It's part of their game. They literally get into line. Trey Young was not able to do it, and the, the, the Hawks kept it close. I was about to say the Falcons kept it close. We go slander them too <laughs> a little later. But anyway, the Hawks kept it close, and I was just like, okay, y'all, y'all better stop playing. Now this is this is something to, to be worried about. And you know, sure as uh doo-doo stank, that that man finished off the game with a game winning floater. So the Knicks, if y'all ever find yourselves in a situation where the I mean the uh, Hawks have Four free throws through the first three quarters. You have to be dominating them. You have to be. You you can't you can't be playing around with that type of situation. Are there any teams that surprised y'all or shocked y'all with how well they performed? Uh, for me, it was the Wizards. I was really shocked that the Wizards had such a good day. If that bad call didn't get called, where they say Russell Westbrook stepped on the line when his foot was clearly in the air. If that yeah, card was called close out of bounds. Man, because Russ, the Philly was still getting back. Russ had mm-hmm. caught the ball, saved it, and then he, you know, he could. Russ is so quick. They got the fastest pace only because of Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Russ was going to get down there and they collapsed the paint. They had an open three. They only down five. That's a game changer. You in Philadelphia and B having a bad night. Ben Simmons also having a Ben Simmons game, 6 15 and 15. Not a bad game, but it's like a Ben Simmons game. Yeah, but you yeah, you're in the game with with a minute left down five with the ball. I take those odds. I take those odds. Because you got somebody in Bradley Beal that can get you six quick points and put you up one. Especially with Embiid what? having a bad day. And we saw that against the uh, Nets earlier this year in a very similar situation. Yeah. The Wizards found a way to win that game. So I mean it's yeah, so, possible. So the Wizards shot me a lot. I thought that I still think it's gonna be a sweep. Just because Embiid ain't gonna play that bad again, like not against the, not against Gafford and Bertans, and no. he not gonna, he not. Right. That's fish food. That's fish food. He not. <laughs> Thomas but Bertans they, is barbecue chicken. He, <laughs> yeah, so they they not they not they not doing that again. So that being said, they surprised me. Another team that didn't like the Hawks surprised me. I I knew they would win that game because I don't have faith in the Knicks at all because they've been playing all season forty minutes a game. And I don't care how much y'all glorify D Rose. He's they, good. They he's a tired. great player. But D Rose ain't got the the miles on that body left to play that many minutes and get you production late in the game. I'm sorry. Like I was surprised he he got buckets down the stretch, but I'm sorry. You know, T- it, it hurts T- so much to see your boy from Milwaukee who who be dropping down and getting his eagle on. Y'all know the rapper I'm talking about? I don't know what his name yeah. is. but I know you're the, talking about. The rapper that just be randomly dropping down and getting his eagle on, and he did it with his son the other day. And I was just like, <laughs> Lord, why didn't you give D-Rose those knees? Man. We could be talking about a whole different ball game right now if D-Rose had those knees. Instead, you gave him – to to Mr. Twerk some over here. This is just awful. <laughs> this is awful. Josh, any any surprises to you with how well they played so far? Um, the team that surprised me the most is actually Memphis. We saw Memphis come through with a productive game against Golden State in a. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- th- that, uh, that was a big game, but at the same time, uh, you playing a team like Golden State, really got one player to worry about. Although D. Mitch didn't play yesterday, you still going against a, a Jazz team that's pretty deep. And when we saw the way that game started off, the, the Jazz started off hot. They was making their shots. They was running their sets, and they looked pretty strong. And I think it's impressive um, that a team that young and with that amount of playoff experience was able to weather the storm and just keep going and doing their thing and just kept fighting back and was able to get a, a big lead on Utah. So I, I look at uh, Memphis the same way I look at, like, New York, for example. New York doesn't have playoff experience, but I know when it came to those late-game situations and the pressure got tight, New York couldn't execute, and I think it was a different case with Memphis, and I think that's a pretty big deal 
regardless of whether or not Donovan Mitchell comes back. Because I think with a player as young as Donovan Mitchell and how much he means to that team, I think it's kind of a big deal that he missed the first game of the playoffs. A player that young and a player with that big of a role is not going to miss the first game of the playoffs if it's not something more there. And I'll tell you what, I wholeheartedly believe if Utah whoops the wheels off Memphis in game one, he is definitely sitting out game two more likely. Yeah. I, I think that he would have yeah. been, hey, y'all got it. Y'all will be all right. I'll so come I, back when y'all need it. Even though they say, like, you know, we it's Memphis. We thought we could handle it without him or whatever. Regardless of whether or not he comes back for game two, I know Donovan Mitchell was not 100 I mean, even Donovan Mitchell just being out there being a decoy, I think that's all they need to take out that young Memphis team. Like, cause I mean, they gonna they gonna put pressure on D Mitchell. They gonna attack that ankle that he's been, you know, sprained. So sure. even if he come back and get a lot of attention, that's gonna open up a lot more shots for Clarkson, Bogdan, um, Ingles, and Mike Conley. They are gonna get a lot more open looks though with him being back. So, question though, question for y'all. Even though we went through all of these different seedings and these injuries and this weird play in and the way the seeding turned out, did we go through all of this just for the finals to end up being Brooklyn Lakers? I think so. I think I, I think we went through all of this and it's well, about to just be the well, Lakers, bro. <laughs> well, you see, you see, I really, I really, honestly thought that it would just be Brooklyn and Lakers. Oh, but, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I I disagree. I don't think Brooklyn's. Gonna yeah, play. yeah. I was gonna say I got Brooklyn but in there. The 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 Bucks. Hey, game two, I got it on right now in the background. Sorry, NBA, I'm not streaming it on the camera, but <laughs> I got it on in the background on mute. The Bucks showed me how they could play the Nets without James Harden. True. And they also have two defenders that that give James Harden a lot of problems in his career. So if the Bucks come out this Miami series a different team, I might have a little bit more faith in them. A little bit more you faith. You know, I'll tell you what. We have seen the Bucks before look dominant for two games and then all of a sudden right. I, I disappear. I, I, I tweeted so, on Twitter on Twitter today. I said that. I said I ain't gonna speak too soon. The Bucks look different. However, we've seen this show before. We we've seen it before. They were up two on a couple teams and lost four straight. We so, um I think the I think the Bucks win this series. But is Miami at full capacity? Like it's Florida. They my arena back at full capacity, right? Yeah, American Airlines wide open. It's going it's going back to Milwaukee too, too. Yeah. yeah. Really? It's going back to Milwaukee too, too. Miami really? about to let that happen at the crib. The way this game is going, they not, Miami not. Well, you got to remember, they lost a really close game one, and Jimmy and Bam had awful games, like right. like yeah. awful games. Now they getting ran out the out the gym right now in game two. But in the playoffs with all the three pointers, you make ten threes in the quarter, that happens. You yeah, know and, what I'm and in this game, we seeing Miami play some of the worst defense we ever seen them. Right, That's not gonna right, happen right. Again. Spo ain't letting that happen again. If it does, Spo gonna be out there himself hooping because he not letting that happen twice <laughs> in a row. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I I could I could definitely see a world where um, Miami ties this thing up too, too. But I'm gonna tell you, I think the biggest difference is Drew Holiday. I think that he's yes. the X factor. He's the difference because it's not only about what he brings offensively, defensively. He's one of the best guards in the game defensively. Yeah. And so to see a guy like him, like, remember last year, if Giannis wasn't checking Jimmy, he was he had who? DiVincenzo, Pat Connaughton, like eh, yeah. it'd be all right. I'm sorry, but like give me any decent score against <laughs> Pat Connaughton. I'm gonna take that decent score. That's just the belief there. But uh having Drew Holiday on you presents a, a different type of thing there. PJ and Tucker as well. PJ Tucker. I was just about to, I was just about to get to PJ Tucker. Thank you for stealing my thunder there. But anywho, <laughs> no, seriously. PJ Tucker as well is a is a guy that he's done excellent work on Bam so far this series. He's done excellent work on Bam. And I'm I'm gonna tell you what now. I'll tell you what. If if the Heat lose game three as well, packing the mail, they gone. They they I don't think they're making it out of Miami. If they don't win game three, they're not making it out of Miami. You're yeah. saying the bus, the bus going to have a long vacation, huh? <laughs> oh, listen. It's good night down the road for a long flight Cause, Miami. Because the bus got to wait on um the 4-5 to finish, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they're going yeah. to have a decent weight with the uh, Knicks and, and Hawks. They're going to have a decent yeah. weight. Because that series. Quick, though, um, I, I'm going to take this train off the rails real quick, real quick, just because we both, we all hoops historians, and I randomly watched a series this weekend, and I don't know why. You know who got the biggest bag fumble in playoff history? 
Who? Do you remember the 2004 Eastern Conference Finals? The Pistons and the, I know the, that was Pistons and Cavs, wasn't it? Pistons or, Nets. No, it was the second round. It was the second round. Yeah, okay. And the Nets had the Pistons down three two. Mm. I've never seen a team miss so many free throws with the game so close in my life. The Nets should have beat the Pistons in five. Yikes. Go back and rewatch well, that series. Minute. The that Nets Nets fumbled team, the bag. That, and that Nets team was known for their athleticism. They had, like, what, five, six guys who could all dunk? Richard Jefferson, world? Kerry Kittles, Kenyon Martin fumbled yeah. the bag. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of to be expected a little bit. We can get high flyers like that. It's, you know, it, it's, it's the way to go. And speaking of the high flyers versus the technically skilled thing, which is – a very interesting trend that people talk about with American players versus foreign-born players. These Clippers. Let's Sheesh. talk about it. Let's talk about <laughs> Let's talk it. About I wish it. I had I mean, some popcorn. I, I, y'all see me in space so, right so now, man. Wait a minute. Now, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. And, I, and I'm not doing this for laughs and giggles here. I'm worried, more worried about the Lakers than I am about the Clippers right now. Am I crazy for that? Am I crazy um, for that? You are not because at the end of the day, even though like we don't have faith in the Clippers, at the same time, they still have two completely healthy superstars going against a fairly young team. So it wouldn't shock us if the Clippers won this series, even though like it wouldn't shock us either result. I'm worried about the Lakers because they're going against a young team that if they have a healthy Chris Paul, they're dangerous. Two, those young players took some punches and they stayed poised and performed the entire time. And three, with the exception of LeBron, who we don't know who's a, if he's 100% healthy, but he's still LeBron. It's no other player on that Lakers team that I have faith in to that LeBron can get a ball to and they could they could show up. I'm 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 gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you now, I think that the the Clippers don't get me wrong I still have the Lakers coming out of the rest, but I am more worried about them than I am the Clippers because my boy, my guy, DeAndre Ayton dominated. He didn't just like oh I'm gonna do all right I'm gonna get about ten and ten. He whooped the wheels off the Lakers down low, and it's one thing to beat up on a hurt AD. Andre Drummond, ain't nothing wrong with you. But, young man, box him out. You're supposed to be a 20-rebound guy. That's, where, that's, where the that's, 20 rebounds at? That's not the biggest thing, though. If Aiden came out there and he got those numbers and he just got those numbers quietly, then I wouldn't be as worried. But Aiden is in his second season, correct? Or is it his third? Yeah. Second second or third? I believe it's his second season. Um, He was physical. He was uh, down there with grown men, and he's in his low 20s. I think he's 21. He was out there throwing elbows. He was pushing people around. He was getting loud with both AD and Drummond. They didn't retaliate. When his, when his teammates was out there making mistakes, messing up, he was out there getting verbal. He was talking to him. He was the leader on the floor when Chris Paul was hurt for, the, for that little bit of time or when Chris Paul went to the bench. Aiden was the leader out there. Yeah, he's in, he's in year three, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely I, right. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy. I'm more worried for the Clippers for a couple of reasons. For a couple of reasons. Number one, y'all didn't have the injury bug that the Lakers have. The Lakers, although we don't do excuses on this show, they have had the injury bug. And Dennis Schroeder also just got back from COVID protocols where he didn't play for almost a month. So and we saw Schroeder in that Warriors game. He can get to the basket at will, but he was missing a lot of finishes because he's been You know out. what? Can I, can I cut it right here? Schroeder saying that he wants a bigger role. Young man, you smoking layups like they Johnsonville brats on the 4th of July talking about you on a bigger roll. Young man, young man, if you don't worry about roll it off the glass, off that little square that's on the glass, son. That's all. You, you get into the rim, just finish. Proceed, Chris. Yeah, I mean, he needed that. He needed that. But also, the Clippers just gave Paul George the max, the super max. Kawhi, Kawhi's a free agent next year. You just you just picked up Serge Ibaka and you traded you traded Lou Will out of there. You trade you let Montez Harrell walk, so you got all your eggs in one basket in Paul George and, and Kawhi. 
If you don't win this year and you don't get to the conference final at least this year, all that rearranging of your team, losing Shea Gilgis, your future, giving up your future for now was worthless. And that's why I'm worried about for the Clippers. If they get bounced in this first round to the Mavs, to Luka at that, someone that they have three perimeter defenders that are considered elite. Considered elite, yeah. Considered elite. I'm sorry. The Clippers, if they lose, this is way more embarrassing than the Lakers losing because the Lakers, they have shown that they can win when they're 100%. They won a title last oh, well, year. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're talking embarrassing, absolutely. And, and I'm going to tell you, the only thing that, that makes me slightly like, oh, the Lakers are going to be all right. Remember games one of the first round and second round for the Lakers last year. Right. They lost right. game yeah. one of both of those series. They got blew out against the Rockets. <laughs> they yeah. got blew out. Yeah. And everybody was talking about, oh, Portland's the most dangerous eighth seed ever. <laughs> one, one thing I'm worried about the Lakers, though, the Suns are well coached. Monty yeah. Williams, if he don't get coached of the year for that team, he got guys younger than us playing like they vets. Hey, don't mm. don't remind me of that, bro. Don't don't say that. Don't <laughs> me I'm saying Vogel Vogel didn't have an answer for none of the adjustments. I'm talking yeah. when Devin Booker started getting doubled, when they started doubling him, Michael Bridges became number one option. Nobody peeped, but Michael Bridges became number one ball general. And he was bringing the ball up. Devin Booker was running around the court like Clay, getting open. And they then under that pressure. The Mike, Ke- Michael Bridges. Michael Bridges was setting up Haiti. Yeah. yeah. Chris Paul went out. Michael Bridges became the number one ball handler. So and, and, I, and I'm I, just can saying. Can I talk about some of these Lakers real quick? Y'all grown men, dog. How y'all don't know how to beat his own? <laughs> the Suns came out at three two, and they was like, "Wait, what do we like? Hold on, wait. So if I if I get to AD at the elbow right here, like, wait, what do we? What's going on? That was that was tough. That was tough. K- KCP mean. gotta knock them shots down too, man. Oh, yeah. he has yeah. some wide open so, looks, man. So so the the hope is for the Lakers, the law of averages will work itself out, and the Lakers will win this series because number one, as we've always seen from LeBron. Game ones are generally like where he fills teams out, sees how they're right. going to defend them, how they're going to do. And you got to count on AD not getting just bullied by Aiden. Like nah, that. Like, that ain't going to happen four more times. That ain't going to happen. Three three more times, that ain't going to happen. I'm unsure, man. Uh, I was just about to say, I know it's not going to happen four more, but mm, about two, about two, I can see it. I, 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 I think it's going to go seven, the just saving, off the strength. The saving grace for me, I think Andre Drummond is going to show up big time in this series. I think he's going to come through and be the Andre Drummond that we've talked about this. Like, hey, man, throughout the course, throughout the course of this podcast, I got a, I got a question that's that's arisen throughout the course of you know what we talked about on this podcast. Is Andre Drummond your cousin or something? I ain't never <laughs> seen nobody be like, yo, Drummond gonna show up more than Gibbs. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I I I have always rocked with Drummond. Because he is the old, quintessential old school big, and I love some old school bigs. He just don't have the, the footwork and the moves in the post where you know it's his IQ committed. for me. The he's IQ committed, is... man. Watch out, dog. Watch out, man. <laughs> what? Listen. At the end of the day, I've I've always been a, a very big believer in Drummond. Not because Drummond is is some super elite talent, but like mm. for some reason, everybody in the NBA like did this collective thing one day where they were like, "All right, Drummond's not good." Yeah. Like, like all of the media just like woke up one day and was like, "Yeah, he smells like trash." Like this is, just, and it didn't make any sense. There was nothing that happened to lead to that lot being a logical conclusion. He didn't all of a sudden fall off to like eight points and seven rebounds a game. They was just like, "Yeah, he's not but, good." But here, here's the reason why I'm worried about this Lakers team way more than than somebody would be as opposed to like last year's Lakers team. Drummond is the same as a lot of players on a Lakers team where they have a lot of individual pieces that could be the man if they were in a small market or on bad teams. But we haven't seen any of their ability to perform when they're a part of a system where they got a smaller role or they got to pick it up and slow it down in certain parts of the game. You got Schroeder, who in Atlanta was pretty much the man. You got Drummond, who in Detroit was pretty much the man. Like, there's a lot of players who seem like the Lakers seem the Lakers this season seem like a whole bunch of individual parts as opposed to a team this I, season. I, I, I got a question too. For a series like this, where's Marquise Morris? Was it what? He, wasn't he out there? No, I didn't see him at all. 
That's a, that's a good question. That's For a series like this, where AD's having an awful night, where is Marquise Morris? I, mean, I like him out there a lot better than Kuzma, honestly. I'll be honest. You know, I, Kuzma is such a perplexing player because we trying to figure out if he's good or he stinks. He's trying to figure out if he's good or he stinks. <laughs> Nobody knows, man. There's so much going on with Kuzma because one night he can give you he can give you 20, a very efficient 20. Then the next night he can give you that Tony Snail uh, 20 minutes of jogging. Like, you, you don't know do, do, which do you Kuzma think- you going to get. Josh Hart, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Kuzma. You think the Lakers regret sticking with that Kuzma decision? I mean, I don't think they really had a choice. I, I was just about to say, I don't think anybody would have took just Kuzma, Hart, and Zoe instead of... Even right now, if they uh, had Zoe instead of Kuzma, you think they would be better? Mm, it's not like Kuzma is that much bigger. Question. It's not like he's giving you that that's much more of an interior presence or size. He's about an inch taller than Lonzo, and they both I, have the same efficiency in the paint. I'll I'll tell you this: that is a very interesting thought. I, the way you I don't play know play because season. because you have to you have to take Schroeder or KCP off the court, and Schroeder is when he's on he he's a solid point guard, and KCP defensively. Lonzo is good defensively, I mean, but ha- I don't think he KCP, KCP defensively. Have KCP guard the three. Lonzo can definitely play off ball at the two. The way we've seen him shoot this season, Lonzo had a great shooting season. So if somebody else is handling Yeah, the ball, but does that happen in LA, though? Does that happen in LA? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. that's true. Sometimes players got to leave home to make it happen because he's from Chino Hills, went to UCLA, then got drafted by the Lakers. He's never been outside of Cali long term. Before, right, so the, I don't think it happens if he stays in L.A., man. I don't. He was getting real complacent. Like, his game wasn't really elevating until he got to New Orleans. Oh, because he realized that, oh, it's real. It's like yeah. like everything that I my pops I might have a job soon. Exactly. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's things worked out how they worked out. So now we've, we've talked about almost every playoff series here. But we got to talk about these these um what's ah why am I not getting this the Nuggets and um who, Blazers. who the Nuggets Portland, Portland, Nuggets Portland. Blazers I don't know why we I don't know why that just my mind just shot the biggest blank of all time there that's uh, fine the Blazers is is that team they the team that's always there but it's like eh. now here here's the thing about this Nuggets Blazers the call is or the word on the street is Terry Stotts is out if they don't make a deep run. Is Terry Stotts gone? Is this it? Um, uh, the fine deep run, though, Portland. Like, if y'all get to the second round and y'all see who they would play the second round, the winner between the Mavs and the Clippers, or do they see the winner between the Jazz and the uh, They will see. So uh, that, that matchup is 3-6, right? Yeah, 3-6. Yeah. So they will see the winner of um, – they will see the winner of Suns, Lakers. But wait a minute. Why right. are we talking like they not up one zero right now? I, I'm I'm saying though that's what I'm, I'm saying. saying. That's what I'm saying. Define, of... define a deep playoff run because oh, if they, okay. right. I don't I don't think they beat any team that they face next. I don't. To me, yeah. to but me, they if they beat, beat this Nuggets team, I, that's what. To me, if they beat this Nuggets team, you kind of can't get rid of Terry because like you're you're looking a prize horse in the mouth and you're gonna yeah. do the same thing that the Lions did it, when they were it, like it, it, Jim Caldwell can't get us deep yeah. enough and it, you got rid of him and you saw it, what happened. I, I agree, Giz, but it depends on how they lose that second round. Because yeah, if they true. lose the Suns and they get swept or they lose by five games, get them out of here. If, if not, if they go and they fight a hard six, seven games with the Suns or the Lakers, then it's like, eh, yeah. Listen, and, if the Lakers are rolling at full speed ahead, like if they if the Lakers lose one more game to the Suns and like they Brown look like he healthy, A D is like he going legend. I'm not going to say Andre Drummond because apparently he's like my cousin. <laughs> huh? But, like, all the other pieces step up. Schroeder is working. KCP hitting threes, playing lockdown defense. You telling me that you would still be like, hey, Terry Styles got to go if they got worked by them. Or even for the Suns, if DeAndre Ayton keeps this up. If Chris Paul gets healthy and – okay, let's be honest. It's the playoffs. Chris Paul ain't getting healthy. Um, <laughs> if, if Devin Booker goes legend, if, if, uh, if Bridges goes legend – you telling me that you would be like, yo, we still got to get rid of boy if they lose in five. You can't. But, but here's the thing. I think you get rid of him if you lose in the first round. But 
after seeing what I saw, I don't think I don't think that uh Portland loses the series, even though Denver has been, you know, like a, a favorite team all season, because the playoffs sometimes come down to who's gonna get me a bucket. And Portland has two of those players and, and Denver has zero. Really three the way Melo play. I mean yeah. Melo Melo whoa, took the clock whoa, back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not gonna Mello. disrespect Jokic like that. Jokic, I disrespect, Jokic if, is Jokic is a great facilitator. Jokic can get the offense started. But the way the playoffs works, I don't I don't necessarily feel faith in give, just putting the ball in Jokic's hand and be like, give me two real quick. But that's that's not his style of play. But here's what I'm saying to you. The same way that we saw Jason Tatum make that leap when Jalen Brown got hurt. Jokic has that there for him now that Murray is hurt. He's going to have to do it. He's going to have to become that, hey, Jokic, we going to roll the ball to you. You better make something work. It's hard for a big man man like that, though. Oh, it is hard. Absolutely, it's way harder. Big men get fouled more. They don't. They don't call the calls for big men, and big men have less space. I understand. I mean, and, and if we're thinking about it over the course of the past like twenty or so years, if you think a big man who you get a ball to in those playoff situations and say, "Hey, get me a bucket," you looking at Shaq, you looking at Duncan, you looking at Dirk. That's pretty key. elite company. Yeah, but not in the past twenty years though. I'm, oh, I'm twenty years. One, you said I'm 20 gonna years. say one, and you're gonna be mad about it, but he belongs in that category. Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh was that way when he was with the Raptors. In, in, in Toronto. Was yeah, that? in Toronto. He was that. He was but that. at the he same was... time, he, he was in Toronto. Like, they had I mean, my dog out there with some. Okay. And, and, he, needed, he needed a second start, and they drafted Andrea Bargnani. I'm going to say this, too. Another another, <laughs> another another name you leaving off there, AD. AD shown in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. AD. When he was with the Pelicans, he was. He there was no. The, there was he showed no, with the Pelicans. There was no, oh, we might need a bucket, AD. It was, AD, please, I'm begging but you, bro. I, I think, I think that Lakers, I think Lakers AD is different than than Pelicans AD. I think oh, Pelicans sure. AD was Absolutely. a little hungrier. I think this version of AD that we're seeing, see LeBron out there on the court, and he'd be like, we'd be all right, and he he is not the same Absolutely. mentality. Listen, it's it's different when you look at like, all right, we got Drew Holiday. That's my other running mate. We got it. And like, oh, we got LeBron. Like, those are two different feelings. (laughs) Like, no offense to Drew Holiday. I think he's a very underrated guard. I think he's a top five to eight guard in the game. But he ain't no LeBron. Like, you just. Right. Even amongst NBA players, you get a different feeling. Like, because sometimes LeBron makes NBA players look how the end of a how the end of an NBA bench player would look running pickup in in LA Fitness. Like that's what happens sometimes. <laughs> Timothy right? Mosgong got sixty million playing with Brian. <laughs> Man, I mean, so so when I look at this, I'm just there. There have been some bigs that have been asked to carry the load, and I think Jokic, if they're gonna have any shot, any shot, he's got to go. I'm needing forty. I need 35-40 a game. Yeah, I, I hate either that or Aaron Gordon got to remember how to play basketball again because he's he is looking. They started off eight and zero with him, right? With Man. no Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon has been looking atrocious. The I, 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 took forgot the he, I forgot Space he was Jam on the team and, until I turned on that game. I forgot Aaron Gordon was on the team. Like he hasn't even. He's looking like Blake Griffin for Detroit, honestly. Oh, was this beige dude on Denver? Oh, Aaron Gordon is over there. He I hasn't really he dunked the ball. He hasn't really dunked the ball. He's been playing like Blake Griffin for the Pistons. I'm not. I'm not gonna hold you up. He has been. And, and you know what? I'm gonna tell you this much: if if Aaron Gordon cannot contribute, then they are some big trouble. Because with Jamal Murray out, every you don't excuse me, you don't replace a Jamal Murray by one guy taking up all those points. Like, hypothetically, even if Jokic did have the ability to do so, that would be him averaging, what, 50-something a game? Like, it's not possible. He's not going to do it. So, what happens is all boats have to lift up a little bit. Every boat got to ride that tide of, he's not here no more, we have to make it happen. And right now, they're not doing it. So, I mean, I... Hey Terry, you might keep your job a little longer, Mister Stotts, just <laughs> off of uh, just off Jamal Murray's knee. But I don't know. I don't know. Depending on how the second round look, we yeah. might have to uh, we might have to get it going. So, are there any sweeps that y'all see coming out of this first round that you're like, this team ain't winning the game? Ain't no way. I can't see a world where they win one. 
Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at Brooklyn, Boston. Even though I Brooklyn. got even though I got faith in um Jason Tatum, I think he took that next step. I think we're gonna get some great performances out of out of um Jason Tatum. But I will be at game four, y'all. I'll oh, be at game four. Okay. Yeah. And the, and the T D guard, I'll be there. But yeah, I don't yeah, think I, they got enough firepower in Boston. Yeah, I'm I am i am going to go Brooklyn. I'm gonna go Philly. And I'm also going to go Nah, I, I think I'm gonna go Brooklyn, Philly. That's it. That's it. That's it. Philly is for sure sweeping them. That was the, yeah, the yeah. Wizards' best shot, and they fumbled that. They fumbled their. It best was shot. their best shot, but I, I could still bank on the, the, Washington the, the, maybe getting one. The team I, I, I was debating, I was thinking Atlanta gonna sweep the Knicks because I don't think the Knicks is just that. I just don't. Listen, I'll tell you what. There's gonna come a time where Nate McMillan realizes, all right, we got this series in the bag. We can go ahead and, and rest our players a little bit in this game, and Tibbs is still gonna be. 43 minutes, guys. 43. <laughs> I, I, for, I forgot to say, send you something, Gibbs. They put out a report. Atlanta Hawks are considering. Not he's got the job. Considering Nate McMillan as the head coach. What? Considering. What do you mean? <laughs> considering. If they don't give him the job and a bonus, I don't I don't want to hear it. They were, they were the 10th damn seed. Tim C. If if I was Nate McMillan, I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, I'm going back to Indiana just because y'all want to play. I'm going back to Indiana because Indiana surely wants him. I'm sorry. Man. Anybody who tells you Indiana, Indiana allowed 130 points <laughs> to the Wizards four times this season. Four. What? That Indiana team is, is nice, man. Offensively, they nice. If they had some good defense in place. Man, I if Nate McMillan was there, we'd be looking at Indiana as a four seed. Man, I wonder who could help Indiana play some defense. <laughs> Golly, but now we got to switch. We got to switch uh, lanes just a little bit here because we got to talk about football a little bit. We got to. Yeah. Julio Jones gets a call from Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is on the show. Hey, Julio, man, you want to play for the Cowboys or you want to stay in Atlanta? Julio says, "Oh, I'm gone. I'm out of there." <laughs> now, first of all, for any aspiring journalists who are watching this show, let me tell you as somebody who's taken the journalism classes, who's taken the journalism, journalism ethics and, um, and uh, communications law class, unless they staged that previously and he had already talked to Julio about like, hey, you're going to be on TV, like, I'm going to call you during the show, what Shannon did was illegal. Right. Especially in the state of California. If you have somebody on a conversation and you are recording them or it is being live broadcasted, they have to be aware. Now, with that being said, there's also a lot of things with the league and tampering that that may be looking at on Julio's end. Fellas, is this, is this a black eye for Shannon and Undisputed? Is this a black eye for Julio? Is this a bad, black eye for the Falcons? What's going on? Uh, I think it's a black eye for the Falcons because I don't think that the behavior that was shown on the call from Shannon or Julio's response was off-brand for either one of them. Like, I don't think that part necessarily came as a shock. We know Shannon is the old... He he unked. He unked everybody, so we we not surprised that he would do something like that or that he had that he that close with Julio. And we're not surprised at Julio's response because if you look at where Atlanta was, like the height of Julio being there... And where they are now, I think it's a black eye on the Falcons because they let this team get to that point. Right. Right. Chris, what you thinking, man? What you thinking? Uh, who, who does this look worse on? Or who does it look bad for everybody or what? I think it looks worse on Julio because, I mean, yeah, Shannon Sharp, that's unk. Everybody know that's unk. That's that, that's that drunk uncle, uncle that's going to call and say whatever he got on his mind and hang up the phone. Right. It's up to Julio in that situation to say, listen, man, I come on the show, we plan it out, we had that talk. You get what I'm saying? I'm not about to I'm not about to say something crazy online. And mind you, I'm pretty sure Julio Jones knows what time Undisputed comes on. I'm pretty sure he knows what time. Like he don't he knows Shannon Sharp ain't just sitting in his living room. He knows he calling for a reason. So and, and and they might have that type of relationship where Julio just says whatever to him, and I mean they might have talked about it beforehand, and they was okay with putting it in the show, like you said, Gibbs. But it, Julio, I think he handled it wrong. Like 
it's one way to ask out of a team, and it's one way to embarrass a team. And he embarrassed the Hawks, the uh, Falcons. I'll, I'll tell you what. To me, this is clearly worse for the Falcons than anybody else. Julio Jones, as a player, nobody really cares. Like you, people see it as, oh, he thought he was talking to an old retired NFL player who, like, you know, he rocks with, and you know, that's that's just that. Oh, Shannon, in I don't think y'all understand. Shannon has showed up. <laughs> To that job, in and the, the following is in no particular order. <laughs> a LeBron James jersey on at least six different occasions, on a goat head and LeBron James jersey, bought an actual <laughs> goat into the studio, bought Hennessy and Black and Miles in the studio. <laughs> I, I'm not making this up now. He didn't bring it in the studio and do it behind scenes. He wasn't like NFL players in the 60s where you smoked a cigarette in the, at halftime and then you, you threw your cigarette away and went back out there and played. No, on the show now, he said, I'll be off that mob, the Miles and that yak. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like... People know Shannon Sharp is a personality. He is not a sports yeah, I, journalist. He's not. He doesn't. He didn't do the. Oh yeah, I got to do the rigors of going through this, this, and that. No, no, no. He played in the league for a long time. He's extremely entertaining. Anybody that tells you Shannon Sharp ain't entertaining is a liar. They're a bold faced lie. But nobody cares. Nobody's looking at Shannon as the pillar of, of ethical journalism. I think anybody's shocked by this missed a lot of football in the nineties and early two thousands. Not only that, the the special where uh, he said that it was there was a boy in his class who was trying to read. They said that they did popcorn reading, and there was a boy named Jimmy, and he kept trying to figure out a word. He said, "It's the teacher said it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like," and he said, "It sounds like Jimmy can't read." Like this is <laughs> he told people about this story as a fully formed adult man. Man, it's Shannon Sharp. There's nothing he can do that makes people be like, oh, man, I don't trust you anymore. Urgh, I mean, in, in Shannon's defense, did y'all not also read or the, uh, call on the kid who, like, couldn't read like that during popcorn reading? I know y'all did. Don't Absolutely lie. Absolutely not. You're a bad person. You're a bad person. Hey, maybe it's just me, man. Oh, uh, no, no. I for sure did, dog. Y'all are criminals. I for sure did. Y'all are criminals. Hey, 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 hey fun fact. I know I'm an engineer now, but I was that kid for a minute. My mama got me together, though. I told my mama, they keep calling on me and popcorn. My mama got me together. She's like, uh-uh, not my baby. <laughs> First of all, both of y'all are terrorists. Let's start there. Let's start. <laughs> Hello, Biden. I got Al-Qaeda on the line right now. This is, y'all are awful. What is wrong, man? Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now, all right? When you see that kid that can't read the popcorn, leave him alone. Teach your children. If you're watching this right now, you got kids. Tell your kids to leave them children alone. I also want to tell the kids this. Chances make champions. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Don't don't tell that to Julio. Please don't tell that to Julio. Lord (laughs) Jesus. Kid already dyslexic and out there struggling. And next thing you know, you bringing them up on charges for not being able to read. That's just, wow, what a tough time. What a tough time these kids are going through. So long story short, I think that we can all agree. The Falcons do look terrible here. And this is, this is, oh man, you can't really, wow. But the Falcons are not taking as big of an L as anybody who said bad things about Kwame Brown in about the last 10 to 15 years. Because that man, this man has called Matt Barnes, Becky with the good hair, more times than I think I've heard the song, Sorry About Beyonce in my lifetime. <laughs> Talked about Steven Jackson can't go to Detroit. And uh, has also got on Charlemagne the God for being, um, how do I say this nicely? A sexual predator. Jesus Christ, Kwame. <laughs> Rele- now, now, let me ask y'all this, because this is we're, we're here to talk sports. So, in the vein of sports, who do y'all think is right here? Do you think Kwame got a reason to be teeing up like this? Or does the all the smoke pot, they just was talking like they always do. Or is this a situation where it's like, hey, everybody right, I'm enjoying it. Okay, so in this situation, I'm kind of siding with Kwame. Um, For starters, I would like to say if Kwame went this hard in his playing career as he is right now, we wouldn't be having this whole thing. I do want to start with that. But at at the same time, I do want to, and it's something I've been saying myself for a while. I mean, I don't have a platform like that, but it's something, if you just look through my tweets and stuff like that, the people that Kwame Brown are attacking 
have this platform to where they're trying to uplift people like them or uplift the athlete or uplift black men. But at the same time, if it's somebody that's doing something unfavorable or somebody they felt like wasn't the best player or anything that's doing something that they don't agree with or don't or somebody that's not in their circle, they're also attacking them at the same time, which was always kind of condescending to me. And I'm glad he attacked Charlemagne because, like, I've been judging people who listen to The Breakfast Club for a very long time. I listen to that show literally. (laughs) I had to stop. I had to stop. I was uh, uh, listening to it, but when Charlemagne justified them shooting that, I'm not even gonna get into it. Never mind. But I, I, my take on it is honestly, the only person I really agree with in the situation was Stephen Jackson because he, his reaction back to it was Kwame. We're talking about your play, not nothing else about you. Right. The play is the one thing you control. You can you can't talk about me and Matt play because we we we, we got the accolades. We we did what we do in the in the NBA. The one thing that you could have did to defend yourself was play better. And you didn't. So that's why we got the, the gateway to slander you. Now, granted, Kwame Brown has been quiet, under the radar. People, some people forgot who he was. Some people don't even know who he is. Yeah. And he's been under the radar. So, yeah, you might have dug up some of that, 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 that hate he had in his heart. But, Kwame, when you are a number one pick and you do that in the league, that's tied to you forever. You know what? And I'm, I'm going to say something, and a lot of people are not going to like it. But I'm going to say it anyway. Jordan's style of being who he is, is the reason why, to me, to me, I can never call him the GOAT. If you talk to any player in Washington about what type of teammate he was, (laughs) it literally is like they faces all. And I'm not talking about just the Kwame Browns of the world. I'm talking about Jerry Stackhouses, who had amazing, prolific Hall of Fame career. He will tell you. He had. There are multiple articles out about Jerry Stackhouse saying, oh, yeah, Jordan was a horrible teammate. He's a bad human being, and he wasn't that good of a player when he was with us, which made it even worse. And that's like, it's great to be that horrible human being when you're the best player on earth. When you're not anymore, you can't do that. You, you can't. the best on that team by far. <laughs> oh, sure. He was the best hooper on that team. I mean, it's Jordan. But when, you, but when you're not the best player on the planet, you can't do that because you're cussing guys out and you like, Oh, like I might not play for the next ten days because I'm forty. Yeah, right. You can't do you. It just does not work. And then you look at an eighteen-year-old Kwame Brown. Absolutely, he's standing up for himself now. People don't understand this. Kwame Brown played in the league for twelve years, right? Guess what age he retired at? 30. 30, 31. Yeah. Thirty. That I don't like. Put in perspective how young that is. Imagine an eighteen-year-old being talked down to by the greatest player of all time. And then well, where did he get traded to? Where did he get traded to? A player, <laughs> and then he got traded to a player that many people consider no less than the second or third best player of all time. Some people, he's their goat. So you go, but not only did you go to those two, he went to two players that were basically twins. They were basically one yeah. A and one B, as far as like. Yeah, I'm a horrible human being, but I'm the best player on earth. The only difference yeah, in them two is one of them was like, maybe I should treat people better at age 30. And the other one is like, maybe I should treat people better like a couple of months ago. <laughs> That's the only difference in the two. Bro, on God, Jordan legitimately. And I and y'all remember when when uh, Melo got drafted, I said, Jordan is going to do that Jordan thing that he always does. And he's going to ruin another young guy. And lo and behold, everybody's like, no, Jordan apparently doesn't talk to him. He just, no, they, I, they I, just don't. I think I think when Kobe died, Jordan was like, "All right, maybe I was tripping. Maybe I shouldn't be texting people at three in the morning about turnaround jumpers and <laughs> Maybe three in the morning is not. That's not what I should be talking about. But I mean, listen, for for Kwame in Kwame's defense, because I agree that they're talking about your play. But in Kwame's defense, like, bro, let it go. There has to be somebody else y'all can talk about at this point. Like, there has yeah. to be." Anybody else that y'all can be like, yeah, this guy's a bust. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got a few guys in the league right now. Like, you could talk about. <laughs> That's what, what I'm mean? saying. You don't have to keep using him for all these years. There were so many players that everybody said, "Oh, he's the next big thing." And Andre. Well, Bonham it was out of contact because they were talking about the Paul the Saw trade, and they oh, were for saying sure. it for was sure. it was Kwame too, and then Stephen Jackson was like, "No, no, no, no. It was just Paul. It was just Paul. Kwame don't count." <laughs> 
and and that but that's what i mean though like think about this back in oh what was it oh four oh five Stephen a was like going on a, a two-minute rant about how he's a motorbike yeah. <laughs> like bro this is and mind you he was younger than us at that oh four oh five he was 20 something on national tv hearing this this man who's been doing this for quite some time talk about how terrible he is, and then he has to watch this man who talked about how terrible he is go on to become the face of the largest sports yeah. brand in the world. Hey, I do want to tell everybody, since we had a segment talking about Steve, we had a segment talking about Stephen A., I do want to, since we got this platform, I want a personal apology from everybody that when first take stopped, they the skip Stephen A. thing. I told everybody that Skip is going to have a more entertaining show, and everybody I told that to called me crazy. I want an apology from them people. In all fairness, it is not Skip's fault that that show is the most entertaining. <laughs> Skip has little to nothing to do with but, the but, entertainment value. But Skip, Skip with the plug, though. Skip with the plug. But plugs you know what? The, I, I was just about to say, Skip is, and, and he's better than Max Kellerman talking about <laughs> the aliens. I Iguodala. <laughs> the, the aliens are pointing the death beam at Earth. I want Andre Iguodala. Come on, man. You're not well. <laughs> You're not well doing that. You're not nah, well. No, my favorite that. is when he said Kawhi got more clutch shots than Kobe, and Jay Williams was like, "All right, which ones?" And he was, "Oh like, my!" I don't know. <laughs> he said he's more clutch than him. Okay, name the clutch moments. <laughs> Who? It's 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 a tough time. It's I'm gonna just tell you this: Kwame has every right to defend himself, but also they are talking about your play, big dog. They are talking about your yeah. play. But in Kwame's defense, like this is this story is so complex to me. It's so many layers. I like trash talk, though, man. What was anything to get Kwame on my side? He told he told Matt Barnes put some gas in the truck so Derek Fisher could pick the kids. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) When he said, when he said, when he said, Matt, you probably had the key to the gate, but still jumped over for dramatic effect. (laughs) He said you had to play the next night for the twist your ankle. Hey, 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 hey! One thing, one thing I will say about the whole situation is, at the end of the day, cyberbullying does get to people, and I think they hit Kwame Brown's breaking point. Like, I, I think they fi- it finally got to him. Like, bro, you don't have to take this no more. Like, you don't have to. I mean, if you think about it, if you if you really look at it objectively, he is now a what a 36, 37 year old man with yeah. wife and kids, with like all all the things. It's different now than when he was 18, 19, 20. Imagine if, imagine if you was on, uh, if you were on whatever, imagine if the engineer had a channel that was as big as, as ESPN and it was somebody on there calling you a scrub every day, Chris. Like, you wouldn't be coming out, jumping out the face right now like, bro, come come see me. Come see you, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's, 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 I, 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 but one thing, one thing Kwame could have did that this one, the white mamba, Brian Scalabrini, I know we shouldn't call him that, but Brian Scalabrini, he, he got bullied and talked about. But you know what he did? He started going to the gyms and pick up games mm-hmm. and dominating. If Kwame Brown started doing that, a lot of people wouldn't talk trash about Kwame Brown as much. Yeah. They still slander him, but like Brian Scalabrini, he's respected because he does that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he goes show people, like, look, the NBA is really that big. Like, you can say you can average this. We we joke all the hey, time we can Sc- average Scalabrini, this. Scalabrini told the dude in the pickup game, he said, I'm closer to LeBron than you are to me. Right. And here's, and here's a, another crazy thing about this whole deal. Say what you want about Kwame, but also... Matt Bars, your career wasn't like that, dog. Like <laughs> Stephen Jackson, <laughs> Stephen Jackson, you got spaces to like kind of talk. Matt Barnes, your most memorable moment in your career was pump faking the ball at Kobe and Kobe standing there not flinching because he knew you was not cut. <laughs> right. Your most memorable moment after playing was like Kwame said, jumping the game. Don't get him started on that Warriors title. He he thought he was the mentor. Huh? He plays, bro. Have you heard him wait, talk wait, wait. about that? He was on that team, on the fifteen yeah. team, on the first one. Team. The Six for the God. What? Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. No, I think he was on the second. He was on the second one. He was on the KD team. All I know is he was on the Warriors. They hey, won a ship. So he got a ring, but he take that more serious than the 08 Celtics. Like, hey, listen, oh, man. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. If he was on that team with KD and them, Kwame definitely had a better career than you. I NBA champion, 2017. 
<laughs> so wait, you were a leader and a mentor to a team that already had rings? He had some minutes. He had some minutes, but it wasn't like Matt Barnes wasn't a like he might have had three, two, and one in the playoff series. Like it, it wasn't nothing. I mean, if we being honest, Kwame's career is seven, six, and one, and Matt Barnes' career is eight is eight, five, and two. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Stephen Jackson, you got rights. You could say, right, like, hey, Stephen Jackson averaged twenty a couple years, didn't he? He averaged right. exactly. And if, exactly. if they'll if they don't get suspended, if they don't get suspended for the fight, I think the Pacers the 05 champions, in my opinion. So, so you you look at you look at that situation. You can say some things about it as far as Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes, knock it off. The only difference between you and Kwame, you weren't picked very high. People didn't expect much from you. That's it. That's it. Yeah. If you was picked number one, Matt Barnes, you wouldn't even be uh, Sam Bowie. Like, it, like <laughs> at least Sam had a couple years where it was like, oh man, he's really good. Like, you wouldn't be that. So I'm just. Anywho, I know y'all tired of us talking about these players getting emotional and and Shannon Sharp finna get suspended from Fox Sports for a little while and these NBA playoffs. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Y'all want to see some people who watch the game, so come on to Facts Over Act. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,